Welcome back to Two Broads with your two favorite broads, Jenna and Kayla. Hi, guys. Welcome back. It's great to see, hear from you, question mark. Talk to you. Talk to <laughs> That is a word. Thank you, Jenna. That is a word. Don't know why it didn't come to mind. Um, but today, this episode is being released on You Either Hate It or You Love It. Valentine's Day. Oh, cute. So today's episode is going to be filled with love and little stories. And we're going to get like a little mushy gushy for you guys because I feel like typically the thing to do is just hate on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And be like, ugh, love. I hate it. All the candy, all the bears. Blech. <laughs> But then it's like, we. I feel like we don't really ever talk. Like, we're both in very much committed relationships. <laughs> yeah, no, so absolutely. I feel like we don't talk about that enough. So that's what we're going to dive into. Um, but stick around and we will be back in three, two, one. Anyway, hello, howdy there, love birds you have myself jenna and kayla back and like kayla said today we are talking about all things love and cute and mushy gushy and just to give a little bit of a disclaimer um i don't know all of you who listen to this but if maybe you're listening to this in the car and you got some kiddos in the car don't worry we're not gonna be talking about the um adult kind of love if you know what i mean so kayla and i um we have to have some boundaries i mean we can share everything on the internet but some things we're just not not gonna tell you i don't my mom listens to this we're just not gonna Mm -mm. even touch it we're gonna journal it instead exactly yeah yeah we can write our own fan fictions later outside of this call (laughs) but Anyway, today we are talking about love and specifically the concept of puppy love, the most innocent of all kinds of love. Mm -hmm. So Kayla, how would you describe puppy love? What does it mean to you? Uh, I think like puppy love is, I mean, they always say that puppy love is usually like the first kind of thing you go through, Mm -hmm. but to me, it's just very naive innocent flawless like you know you see the person as completely perfect um and yeah like I I guess if I were to just use three words I would say those just because it's just very very for the young and I mean I'm not saying you can't go through puppy love at an older age but I I just think puppy love is unrealistic Mm -hmm. I'll say Yeah, I think, like, when I talk about puppy love, like, the immediate, like, idea that comes to mind is, like, when you're in, like, elementary school giving out, like, Valentine's Day cards, you're like, Mm -hmm. I made this what's special for you, Sally. Like, that's puppy love. It's, like, cute, crushing, innocent, harmless. Yes. um, And there's not, like, a ton of, like, obviously, like, commitment to it because, like, you're so young and you have no idea what the hell you're doing. It's it's literally nothing. But it just feels like the first time you've ever felt something, like, exciting and, like, the person makes you nervous. and and She's gonna hold my hand and the whole thing. Exactly. So when we talk about puppy love, that's, like, immediately where, like, my head goes. And I know you and I have kind of talked about this probably, like, on and off the podcast but like when was your first realization that you're like oh 
I think I might have a crush. What is a crush? What are these feelings? Because for everyone, it's different. Like some people, it's like kindergarten. And then the people, it's like, I didn't give an F until like high school. Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely like first crush. We really might have talked about this, but like definitely mine was when I was five but it was mm. or I'll say six because in kindergarten he liked me and then in first grade when I was six years old I started to like him back yeah and then he proposed to me oh so cute <laughs> see I um, know I know we have definitely talked about this on the podcast before because now that you say that like it rings so many bells yeah. but for people yeah. who maybe haven't seen that episode um I also agree I think my like first ever crush was also like kindergarten like elementary school era yeah Um, I never got proposed to though uh kind of mad about that I feel like everybody had a husband and I did not have a husband (laughs) I did have two boyfriends at the same time and they did fight over me in the second grade she got around you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but no I never um I never got proposed to so kind of sad now that I think about it I don't even know if I said yes first <laughs> off like I I barely remember it like thinking about it in my brain I'm I'm like third POV right now like it's I not even it. my love like, it my own it's like so from like, stories don't even know what happened. other people told you yeah. you're like making the memory yeah. yeah I'm just trying to piece it together because genuinely I don't remember um but yeah when I was younger like I just I also didn't really know what like like true feelings were mm-hmm. so I feel like it's because he liked me and I was like oh yeah like I like hanging out with him on the playground like I like him back like uh, for you like what do you what did you think that love like looked like or was supposed to be you and know like what was that I- idea that you had when you were younger see and that's so hard because I feel like it's so different for everyone like just in terms of, like how you grew up how your parents were yeah. what movies you were allowed to watch and I think that like for me, when I was younger, like I watched a shit ton of Disney. We were a princess Facts. fanatic growing yep. up. So like yep. obviously you see like the prince and the slipper and Cinderella and he's gonna save me and oh da, da, da. so like Hands obviously huh, exactly. So <laughs> I definitely had a little bit of that. Um and then I also was really big into like I'm not gonna call them reality shows because that's not what they were, but like you know, all the stuff they showed on like TLC where it was like four weddings and say yes to the dress and all that kind of stuff I was very much into that and there was one point in my life where my aunt Mm -hmm. lived with us for a while and I think I kind of got a lot of that from her Um, but I would watch those shows like (laughs) non-stop and I was like oh my god I can't wait to get married I can't wait to have a wedding dress I can't wait to to, the whole thing right so I had like this really um, I think like inflated like fairy tale idea of like oh my gosh if he loves me he's gonna do all of these things and we're gonna live in a castle and like that was Mm -hmm. very much where my my head was at and just like when you're little that's just like I think what you think of I don't know I want to like I don't want to say I feel like mine was mainly like the rom-coms you know like real the real people movies um and I feel like I watched like a good amount growing up um, and I feel like especially when, because to me, like, middle school, high school, 
Like, even though high school wasn't, I mean, I don't know, it's kind of far away. <laughs> um, but it wasn't, like, too far away. But I, it was still younger me being influenced by either other people or the movies even then. Um, especially since I lacked experience. And I, I think it was, like, the rom-coms. And then also just maybe just, like, hearing stories from, like, either family, definitely not my parents because they're divorced, but just, like, other family or even, like, the older cousins who were, like, teenagers mm-hmm. when I was younger. And I'm, like, oh, like, so cute. But I just I just never really knew, like, what a relationship actually looked like. I just saw people falling in love. Like, yeah. I feel like there wasn't a lot of relation or, like, yeah, relationship-based movies where you would see kind of, like, the entirety and – um how it starts like when things start going wrong like the mm-hmm. whole thing like there's a few but like not as many because nobody really wants to watch that, yeah you know but it was all about like this girl who's traveling on her own <laughs> and then meets this guy in australia and they <laughs> fall in love and happily ever yeah. after like that's i i think the question for me but like would be what do you think falling falling in love okay. looked like? Because I thought it was going to be this whole grand thing, and again the fireworks, wow, boom, mm-hmm. bam, and not saying that it, it wasn't for yeah. me, but I'm like you expect almost this whole show yep. to go on when that happens, and this amazing experience about how you meet the man of your dreams like in a grocery store in the produce aisle and you reach for the same tomato oh my god but you know that's that's not real life film major here guys hi how are you and then they Um, reach for the same tomato (laughs) very dramatic and then it pulls out and they go oh so sorry so like that's i feel like that's what was in my head i i feel like i i don't even no like what I thought of Mm -hmm. love when I was younger because I just genuinely didn't know what it is besides like family love and you know platonic love about like you know you love your friends and you love the people that you're around and like I said my parents are divorced and they divorced when I was at a young age like um like nine or ten so I didn't I feel like it's very different if you grow up in like you know, a two-parent household, mm-hmm. and I didn't really have a, a good I- idea or image or representation in my own house mm-hmm. what, you know, family, happy family love looked like, and, you know, two parents who had kids and, you know, love each other, raise them together, still going strong, and it's like, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what, what love is. I don't know yeah. if it's everlasting eternal like i i don't freaking know so i'm like i just watched the rom-coms that showed me the beginning stages and that was it yeah see i didn't like i definitely do come like from the house where like both my parents are still together and like they did like do a good job of like co-parenting and like raising us together um Mm -hmm. but i think like some of the the difference of that is even when you are in a family dynamic where your parents do still stay together for x amount of years however long that is whether that's everlasting or just like even until you're like out of the house um 
like not everyone's parents are like the super affectionate, like still love each other, like teenagers type of married people. Like when you get married, some like life happens, shit's hard. And like, I think that's kind of more of the example that I got. Like not saying my parents like don't like each other and don't still love each other, but it's very, (laughs) sorry, mom, if you're listening, I I promise I know. Um, But it's just one of those things where like, it was not something where like the concept of love was like always talked about. Like I very rarely like was left home with a babysitter so they could like go out on a date night just because like we did not have like the resources for them to be able to do that. You know, it was very Mm -hmm. much like I got the kids Mm -hmm. in the morning, you got the kids at night. Okay. And it was very like a practical relationship, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't extravagant. And I think that's kind of where Mm -hmm. like I turned to like media for influences. Well, like I know my parents are happy and I know they're still together and they're married but like I want my marriage to look more like what I'm reading about in my Nicholas Sparks books or what I'm yeah. reading about yeah. or seeing oh. in this show guys I started reading Nicholas Sparks talk about bad influences I started reading Nicholas Sparks books when I was 11 years old 11 years old stop all throughout middle school all throughout middle school that was my favorite author my favorite people to like series to read um so yeah talk about unrealistic for sure talk about like hopeless romantic um i was i was all about that that in twilight and we all know what kind of influence twilight is so um not saying i have the not twilight (laughs) not twilight but yeah um i was just very much into like the concept of like like you said like extravagant fireworks falling in love like it's gonna be this big like like the same shit they sell to you when you watch the bachelor like the same like oh my gosh and it's so crazy and now we're going to bora bora like that whole thing i very (laughs) much bought into that i know right i very much bought into that when i was little and obviously once you actually start caring or having feelings for boys Mm -hmm. specifically boys specifically teenage boys Mm -hmm. um that's just a really harsh wake-up call and that's just not exactly what happens and i'm not saying Mm -hmm. that we like shouldn't encourage kids to like develop that like want for like some like extravagant awesome fairy tale like i'm not saying like kill all fairy tales like that's not the point i just think that like people and media like should do a better job of like trying to show healthy realistic relationships and not just immediately going for like the drama or the fantasy of the whole the thing drama. the drama yeah, I, I definitely uh, agree with that because you could be the rarity where you reach for the same tomato and fall in love like True. that it, i'm not saying it's impossible i'm just saying it's not practical so when you you know and, it, and the thing is it's like when you hear the stories online when you're like how did you meet your partner and it's like this really cute story it's like yeah that just happens to some people and you can hope that you're one of them or it can be as simple as this guy literally like just came up to you and said hey what's your number i think mm-hmm. you're hot and then that's and then you're dating for 20 years yeah. i like you know yeah. we we don't choose our own stories, you know? Mm-mm. So it's just fate. Some some things happen. Some things don't. And that's fine. I'm I'm fine with mine. I'm sure you're fine with yours. Uh, yep. <laughs> I don't need to be... I don't need to have something crazy. But yeah, definitely media has that influence on you where you're like, this, this is going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you create this whole story. 
your wedding board, your traveling stuff, your honeymoon, and you're like, this this is A, this is B, this is C. It's like, no, good try. Love the enthusiasm, but no. I love that Kayla just like shit on like developing a wedding board too young when I definitely had like a full-blown sectioned out Pinterest board of my wedding when I was 12. Mind you, it was not a- Literally cannot relate. No, not a realistic scenario, even in the slightest. Um, That was like when all the fashion for weddings was like bright teal and sunflowers and just not. I mean, think like early 2000s trends, but put it in a wedding. Like the board is a mess. We've deleted and started over. No, I think like all that just kind of goes to show that like you have to like whether like you're you're growing out of like puppy love and like actually trying to figure out what the fuck love means in high school and then like early 20s also trying to figure out what the fuck love and healthy relationships look like um it's just about like continuously being willing to grow and like change what your like expectations and like your perception of that is because like even like Kayla, like you and I's relationships, like we've been with our partners for years now. And I think like it's pretty safe to say that like the people we were when we enter these relationships and the kind of people we are now, even then in that like short span of a couple of years is very different. And I think especially when you find somebody you care about, whether you're high school sweethearts or this is your first middle school yeah. boyfriend that you don't tell your mom about, like whatever it is, like you have to understand <laughs> that humans are constantly in like a, a situation and just a time of change and growth. And sometimes that happens really slowly. And sometimes that what? And sometimes that happens really fast. Um, and you can't always control words. that. And you <laughs> words, we hate them. Um, and you can't <laughs> always control like how fast you're growing as a person and how fast your partner is growing as a person. And you just have to like be flexible and understand that like even even your expectations of what your relationship was when you first started dating practically might not be the same expectations that you have four years into your relationship, so. And I feel like that all comes down to, like, what your love language is and, like, what your partner's mm-hmm. love language is. So now we're going to, like, dive back into, like, relationships, like, being in relationships or situationships, whatever you're in, or just talking. I don't know. Um... But yeah, I don't remember all five. So Jenna, if you, you want to name all five, good night. Let's not see if know. we can do this. I think I can definitely get like four. So there is quality time, words of affirmation, yes. acts of service, gifts, or missing one, help. Wait, you said a quality time, acts of service. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Gifts. Gifts. Oh my God. It's physical touch. And the fact that you and I couldn't remember that is fucking hilarious. I literally was like, what it like, what is some oh my god. Sorry guys. Um so clearly you might be able to guess what our what's on the bottom of our list or you know bottom two yep um but i was gonna say like the five love languages now that we've taken 20 minutes to name them all you're welcome um i don't know about you jenna but i haven't i haven't taken the quiz in like a fat minute but i like 
I don't know if you're able to recall like what your top five were or if you just like are able to name yours like currently because yeah. I I don't even know when I took the test. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've taken like the quiz. And like for those of you who haven't done it, highly recommend doing it. Um, yeah. That's actually something that I was just thinking about. Like, I think I first even heard about like what love languages were like when I was like end of high school, like going into college. But like, I think there's mm-hmm. so many other ways you can apply that. Like, obviously, like when you're eight years old, like you're not going to understand everything that it's asking you in that quiz. But just even like from like a parent perspective, like trying to figure out like how your kid best receives love is like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think that would have been helpful for me when I was little. But I mean, to know is a thing. Um, but I think the last time that I took the quiz was probably like, early college I think like around when Christian and I first started dating just to like check in and see where I was at you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um but so that's been a a minute now a minute like four years ago but from what I remember I know like top two were acts of service and quality time and I basically just chalk both of those things up to like I need help and I don't like to be alone (laughs) Like those are yes, my, yes. my two big we things. Need we need company. And then, yeah, I'm pretty sure that the last one on the list was whatever one I couldn't remember. I think honestly, like definitely quality time and acts of, no, not acts of service. Oh no. Yeah. Acts of service, I think might be my top two. Cause words of affirmation probably would go three for me. Then four would probably be like, the gifts and then five maybe physical touch or maybe even like maybe switch maybe physical touch is four and then gifts are five um yeah because with acts of service it's like it you know like when he does like the dishes and you know I'm not like asking him to do it or Mm -hmm. you know like he goes to find a parking spot so I can park in our reserved space and I didn't even ask him to do that like stuff like that so it's it's the little things guys (laughs) and then obviously emphasis on the quality Mm -hmm. of quality time um and like that's I think definitely that would be mine and Kean's number one because we spend like a lot of quality time together Mm -hmm. and that's what we want to do the most so it's Mm -hmm. like even if that's you know, watching, because even last night we were watching movies and that's like our favorite thing to do is like jump in bed and, you know, watch a couple movies and stuff and even just like have dinner together and have like, you know, a meal that we're excited for. Like, yeah. you know, tonight we're going to have salmon and like I'm excited for that and mm-hmm. we're going to probably put on a movie and, you know, eat dinner together. So I think definitely that one's for sure my number one. Don't even have to take the test. I, re- yeah. <laughs> I already know what it is. Yeah, and Um, I think, like, just to, sorry, just to give, like, a brief overview for people who, like, don't know what this is, or, like, if you're younger and you don't know what this is, like Kayla said, like, um, like, acts of service is just, like, the little things and just kind of, like, taking stuff off of your plate, like, whether that's the dishes or, like, getting your car checked over or, like, taking you to a doctor's appointment, like, just doing stuff for you that, like, makes your life easier. Um, quality time is like Kayla was saying, like having really intentional time together where like your main focus is the other person. Like for me, 
quality time is not like we're both going to sit on our phones and like kind of watch a TV show. Like that doesn't count because like we're not actually. We want to be focused. Exactly. Be fully present. Um, Yeah. And then. Oh, crap. I'm blanking on the other ones. Uh, Help, 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 help. Words of affirmation. Uh, Yeah. That one I think is actually lower for me only because (laughs) I saw that I have trust issues or like liar issues, but I just like. I, I so strongly feel that like anybody could tell me something and just like not mean it, like just tell it to me to tell it to me. Yeah, and that, that's a personal it. problem. I should probably talk about to somebody who's more qualified. <laughs> um, but that's you why can tell I, it to the pod. Exactly. So that's why I think it's a little bit lower for me. It's just like you could tell me like you love me or that you think I'm beautiful or however many times a day, like that's still just like not going to hit as hard as like you helping me or like spending time with me. Um, but that's what, cause also it's like, I feel sorry, but I, I feel like that's also something like, especially when someone's telling you something about yourself, you're like, I gotta see it to believe it. I gotta, I gotta think that myself. So if someone's like, you're pretty and you're like, Oh my God, that's so nice. And then I'll literally like, little random story I was um like eating boiling seafood like a week ago and I was with Kaylee and I complimented this girl's perfume that was like sitting behind me because I kept getting a whiff of it and it smelled like so clean and like yeah just really good and like before I you know finished talking to her and like turned around she was like by the way like you're really pretty and I'm like thank you so much and then I told Kia and I was like why does she have to lie though like why was she lying (laughs) I'm like she I don't know if she I mean she I'm hoping she meant it but I'm like why why, you don't have to lie it's okay that's the thing it's like you just like your perfume that's fine you can never truly know you know and like I just have so much like in me that's like "Mm, I don't know about that so anyway but that's what um words of affirmation is it's like when someone is reassuring you that they love you is reassuring you that they like care about you and like certain things about you and just about like your personality or whatever um gifts is the one that I think does get like misinterpreted and like automatically gets like a really bad rap and I think a lot of time people hear like oh gifts is my love language and they're like damn okay she's a new Chanel bag every week it's like no it's not what I mean I mean like if you're going to the grocery store and you know I like chocolate bars pick me up a chocolate bar like that's a gift that means Mm -hmm. like you thought of me you saw something you said oh Jenna would like this or oh Kayla would like this I'm gonna get it for her and surprise her right yeah, so it's just like talking about a whole designer bag exactly or like a brand new car even mm-hmm. clothes I mean clothes is nice but mm-hmm. it's like that's that's not what gift is it's just yeah. like they're thoughtful and then they get things because they think of you so I think too like quality time like you were saying is a really big one and then I think it also like you do have to be really um just like communicative with your partner about like what that means to you. Because like I said, quality time to me does not mean we're both on our phones watching a show, but to someone else that could mm-hmm. still be quality time just because like you're around each other, like in the same environment. Mm-hmm. So I think like no matter what, like whether or not you and your partner have the exact same love language or very different love languages, um, just kind of like talking through like, oh, my top one is this. But the way I relate to it looks like this. So that way, like, they have some kind of insight into, like, what do you mean when you say that, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I I feel like 
like the love languages is definitely like a necessity to a relationship when you get to that point where you are communicative, communi- communicative. Oh my God, it's a big <laughs> word. Um, when you talk, yeah. when you use words with each when other. When you talk good. Um, yeah, when you talk good. Um, but, you know, sometimes before you get to that point, you are in this phase in the relationship where everything is like all, you know, happy, go lucky, nothing's wrong. And we like to call those what, Jenna? I like to call those, there's a car. You heard it here, folks. There's a car. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Rose-colored glasses is what we call that, um, or at least what I call that. I don't actually know, Kayla, like where this came from. I can tell you where I heard it for the first time, and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. That is so eye-opening. And like, I was literally probably like a senior in high school, and it was literally the the media piece, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that one scene was I was like, what the hell does this mean? And then I had to Google it and I was like, oh, that's what that is. Um, and I think that that's something like you were saying, like when you are in a relationship really early on with somebody, I think it's a little bit more than just like they can do no wrong and da-da-da-da and everything's going great. I think some of that is just kind of a little bit of like that like honeymoon stage puppy love thing where like there's just so much like yeah, 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 excitement yeah, yeah. and adrenaline around it. But I think kind it of hasn't where, hit the fan yet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You haven't faced a real problem yet. Um but I think where like the concept of rose colored glasses comes in is when you are with somebody who is continually showing you their character or like their true self. And it's like very clearly not working out. Like anybody could kind of like take a look at something and say like, hey, maybe him screaming at you over dinner isn't the best mm, way to... Not good. <laughs> no, maybe that's not good. And you're like, oh, but he doesn't mean it. Or, oh, I don't know, whatever. Oh, but, oh, it was, a, it was a funny joke. He's passionate. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think mm. some of that is just like you are seeing that person through a filtered lens because you are so blinded by your feelings for them that you can't fully digest and recognize like their actions or just like who that who they are as a person like you have worked up your own expectations and your own idea of who this person is in the world but you're not actually seeing them for who they are. Um, and I think it's like really like dangerous like not only for the person who's like wearing the glasses. Oh. Yeah. But also for the person mm-hmm. who's being looked at, like, through that lens. It's like, I would absolutely hate, it, whether it was, like, a toxic situation or not, like, I would hate for my partner's perception of me and expectations of who I am and what I like and what I want to do and where I want to go in life to just be, like, completely off base and them not really see me for who I am. And I think that's, like, the really dangerous part of, like, that kind of concept. I feel like it's all about like the infatuation. Mm-hmm. It's not legit. There's no real relationship going on because you're not hitting those deeper parts. Yeah. Which makes being in a relationship hard and mm-hmm. which makes it being hard work and whatever. So with rose colored glasses, it's like you're kind of just like going through the motions, but like in a good way. And like you said, honeymoon phase and 
again, you're so infatuated with this person and you, you know, you could even think you love them so early on because you're just like obsessed yeah. and, you know, so obsessed with the person that you, you see no wrong in them. You want to be with them forever. Um, and I mean, I, I think you could still have like rose colored glasses, even when things do get serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might just like come up with this whole person in your head that's like not real even years later what's that what's that ariana grande song oh in my head like <laughs> literally um <laughs> i was like what am i talking about um <laughs> literally called in my head because you create a whole different person and you mm-hmm. realize later on that's not at all mm-hmm. um not even close to who that person actually was so. yeah and I think it ties back to, and I'm sure like this is the first time anybody listening has heard this, but the the situation you can find yourself in where you realize you've fallen more in love with the idea of this person than the actual person themselves. I think that's kind of like a really good way to sum up the impact of like rose colored glasses and seeing your relationship or just like that person through that lens. Yeah, I definitely was a victim of rose colored glasses. Ooh. Not now, obviously. You, you um, want to tell me about it? You want to tell us about it? Girl, you were there. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> you want to talk about it a little vague, though? Um, yeah, we're going to obviously not name names. We're going to call him uh, Hennessy because if you know, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was definitely like, it, I mean, a, a situation ship. It wasn't even a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it lasted a really long time, longer than it should have, but it was just something where I definitely was really infatuated with the person looking back. I literally don't know why, but I I think it's because also, like I said, I lack of experience in the love departments and relationships. Like I had like a couple failed things in high school and like, Mm -hmm. that was it. Um, and I was a sophomore in college, so, you know, I I still didn't do anything crazy, even though yeah. I didn't do anything crazy. But for me, it was like, oh, my God, like, this is the first guy who, like, like, really, 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 really likes me. And I really, really like him. And, like, I've had, like, short-lived things, like, in college, obviously. You're, like, in the talking stage for, like, two days. And I'm like, eh, next. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see this going anywhere. Like, this one, I think the reason why I have the rose-colored glasses is because it looks so promising. And he made promises to me that I was like, it's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen. So I just, like, kept holding on to that. So I was like, I can't see I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> I literally literally made sure like even like I know you told me my friends told me they're like you really like gonna get out of this and then I found out he was on tinder probably quote cheating on me but you know it's totally okay that's a little brief story um yeah yeah, and I I realized probably like I want to say maybe like because I think the whole span was like eight to nine months and so I I feel like maybe a little bit after halfway I started to realize it but I like again can't see I'm blind and I put them back on (laughs) because I'm stupid and it's more fun this way (laughs) yeah I was like I kind of like being blind it's okay and yeah and then after Mm -hmm. that time I was like after the nine eight nine months I was like 
I don't even want to be your friend anymore. I don't want to talk to you. I don't even know you. Like, the, yeah. it was the fact that I, there were like things that he was actively doing that I had no idea. And I was like, I didn't even know you were that kind of person. Like in my head, I thought you were mm-hmm. a freaking angel. Yeah. And you were Satan himself. So, um, yeah. And then right after that, I um, met my boyfriend. So, I met him ag- again, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, no, I Jenna, any stories? <laughs> well, I mean, some. But um no, I think it's really like funny how and I feel like this has happened to a lot of people, or at least I heard that it has, that like after you have an experience like that, where just kind of like an illusion gets shattered, right? Whatever that illusion is that you have yep. about that relationship, mm-hmm. that very very shortly afterwards you tend to find the person or at least you know the person that you're going to spend a long time with or at least like a person who like you can have like an actual serious healthy relationship with um and that's like kind of what it was for me and kind of how you were saying like when you were in that situation like people were telling you I don't think this is gonna work baby like maybe can you see can I show you to the window um the one moment that I have had like that was like obviously with who I was involved with in in high school um and I remember the first time it ever happened I don't know why moms just freaking know everything I don't know it's kind of (laughs) annoying right but the first time we weren't even we were very platonic at this point but the first time my mother met Mm. this individual she just like I don't like him. Like, I don't, I don't. And I was like, you oh. met, you met them for she like said, no, thank you. 15 minutes. And she's like, yeah, but just like, it's a no from me. Did I listen? No. Thank you. Next. Did all of my friends mm-hmm. tell me, girl, what you doing? Absolutely. Did I listen? No. Um, and it literally mm-hmm. wasn't until like something shattered the illusion, like an event happened that I was like, whoa, huh? the math isn't mathing I can't I don't understand that I actually started to like process it and and move the fuck on to to bigger and better things but Mm -hmm. yeah it's I feel like that's always kind of the case as we should as we all deserve to but I always feel like that's the case like you find yourself just kind of so and I think some of that too now that I think about it's just like you're so ready to like be in love and to be loved by somebody that you just make yeah. so many excuses and you just hold on so tightly to like the illusion of it all just because you want it so bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely my issue is because like I said, I, it looks so promising because of what he was telling me, mm-hmm. you know, boys lie. Um, <laughs> Not just boys. People and lie. the thing is it's, oh yeah. People, people lie. People lie all the time. Um, but, and the thing is, it's not like, like, I mean, he might have had an ulterior, is it ulterior, ulterior? Okay, the word, the two words you just said motive? were the exact same. Oh, oh, I, you know why? It's because I'm visualizing in my head. Like, I was like, ulterior as in like, you were ulterior as an A. I'm pretty sure A it's different an A. motive. We're going to say a different mm-hmm. motive. Is it an A? Okay, so. you guys, we already know I can't English. So he might have had um, a sneaky agenda, but I, I don't think it's the case considering how long that was. Um, but yeah, I definitely like 
I just wanted, I think I just wanted it so bad because mm-hmm. you, like you said, I would, you're ready to be loved. Um, and I'm not mad. It didn't work out. I'm not mad. It happened the way you it did. You live and you learn. Yeah. I'm like, there, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Heartbreaks are not always bad guys. Sometimes they're meant to happen. We don't like when life likes to teach us lessons because sometimes it stucks. Stucks? It stucks. I'm just not going to talk anymore. I Jenna, hope you the just lesson so stucks. I hope the lesson the world is teaching you stucks to you. <laughs> anyway, let's get off of our, our simp air here and move on a little bit. Um, anyway, we've talked a little bit about our, our little selves and trying to figure out what the heck L-O-V-E means. And now that we have a little bit, a little bit, and I say a little bit because y'all, I don't want y'all shitting on us being like, you're only in your early 20s. You don't know anything yet. We know. We know there's still a lot to learn, but (laughs) I would like to talk about what I think I have learned so you can understand my growth and me and Kayla have valid feelings. Okay. Thank you. End of disclaimer. But I just want to give some like context about Kayla, like what you think, like the relationship you're in has taught you because I think you and I both are in relationships now that have been like the healthiest ones we've ever been in. Yeah. And with that comes a lot of, lot of learning. Yeah. Um, for me, like I, like I said, I just, when I was younger, I didn't know like what a relationship was supposed to look like only the beginning part. So I think throughout my, my time here, um, I really learned what, like, what it takes to maintain a healthy relationship. And obviously at the beginning, it wasn't perfect. I mean, it, we're, we're still learning. It's still going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've done a really good job in communicating with each other and, you know, learning about the best way to go about um like disagreements and arguments and you know what to do for one another to make each other happy and like um satisfied in the relationship and you know how to love on one another so the other person's not like second guessing themselves or whatever and that could look a bajillion different ways but yeah I I think I've pretty much learned everything that there is about a relationship and, you know, how to also be happy without having to rely on your partner. Because Mm -hmm. I I think that's also another misconception about relationships is like this person is like your happiness, like your reason for being here and whatever. And it's like, yeah, that could be like a big part. But also if we have like a rough day. I don't want it to be immediately I get depressed and have like the worst day of my life because he's in a mood and like we're, yeah. you know, shifting and um, imbalance and whatever. So um, I think that's like a big thing because I, I think that's something I also thought growing up is like this person is supposed to be your happiness. Like, mm-hmm everything about them that's like what makes you happy in life and that shouldn't be it because there's there's other things too so um it's still being independent um in I guess like a dependent relationship because I mean I'm not saying like you should just be independent be by yourself (laughs) and like they're just like eh, like we're just dating I just love them but like yeah whatever 
Um, it's like you still want to be independent, but like dependent on your partner and mm-hmm. you know, you need to be able to rely on them because um depending on what your situation is if you live with them or if you don't have like many friends let's say or if you don't have a good relationship with your parents or um any like solid ground it's like that your partner is supposed to be that for you they're supposed Mm -hmm. to be your friend they're also supposed to be honest with you um and I, i think that's everything that you learn along the way is like that this is many people in one yeah i think the like biggest thing that I've like had to take away from like the relationship that I'm in currently um, is kind of what you were saying. Like it's the the way that I phrase it and the way that I currently talk about it is that the person I'm with is supposed to be my teammate. They're not supposed to be like my, my everything. Like, no, like you are just the person that I love, that I support, that I will put first when it makes sense. Like if you're on a basketball team, like I'm not going to hog the ball if, if you're <laughs> like, they're ready to shoot it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's the person you put first when it makes sense. It's the person mm-hmm. that you support above all else. It's the person you understand, you try to learn to work with, you solve problems together. Um, and that doesn't always mean like, like you said earlier, like it's 50, 50, but it means like, I have your back no matter what, like you are my person, you are my teammate. Like if you're struggling and you can only give 20%, I will pick up the slack and give 80. As long as the understanding mm-hmm. is when I'm at 40, you give 60. You know what I mean? Like you have Mm -hmm. to be willing to like be in the mindset of it's not just my life. It's not just your life. It's our life together. And, and you can have, like you said, like your own independence and it's healthy too. And it doesn't mean that like you give up everything that you want out of your life for this person. It just means that you look at it with the perspective of like, when we have a problem, it's not me against you it's us against the problem like it's our team versus the world you know mm-hmm. what i mean and how do we figure that out yeah. and how do, how do we win guys like what's the game plan here um yeah 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 and i don't think that's something that i always thought of like i i agree with you like i think looking at like past relationships i had or past like concepts and ideas and expectations for love it was very much like you have to fight for this person every time and you have to always put in so much work to mm-hmm. make it work and you always have to yeah. like give up so much of yourself for this person and I'm not saying that love should be easy it shouldn't be but and and it's not always going to be like you're gonna have challenges and you're gonna have struggles but it shouldn't be like it should be like you said like your safe space like it should be somewhere where you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and where you feel confident and where you feel reassured and because of that it should feel easy I'm not saying it's always going to be easy but it shouldn't feel yeah, 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 yeah. like you're walking Definitely into a agree. room of people who hate you. You know what I mean? Like it should feel like you're coming home. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because even though you are constantly working like throughout your relationship, I would probably like take it as a red flag if I like from day one to present, I was constantly feeling like we had to get better, you know, mm-hmm. like we're constantly like working hard to like make the relationship work um and like to the point where you know that you constantly have to put so much work and effort in and that could be one-sided too like if it's one-sided that's yeah totally different thing where it's like you need to know your worth and know that you deserve something better but you always have like rough patches in relationships Mm -hmm. as well which is like completely normal because sometimes it's like it has to do with life and you know you're either stressed out or 
Yeah. Um, things are going wrong or, you know, you're not communicating something to your partner. But like that makes sense to be, you know, feeling like it's you're putting a little bit more extra than normal on both sides. But if you feel like since day one, you've been constantly like working on this relationship, trying to make it mm-hmm. work, then I feel like that's not really a good thing because, yeah, you're working throughout your whole relationship. But if you're constantly trying to make it work, I feel like it shows that that effort could be put into something else because it's it's not going to work, you know? Yeah, no, I think like what you just said, like kind of like summed up, makes a lot of sense. And it's like, you do have to like work on it, but you shouldn't have to fight to make Mm -hmm. it work. Like you should not have to force this and force to make it work. You should just be eager to work on it to make it better. So- no, I think that's that's a really good summary. Look at you. Let's put it in a, a quote on, on Instagram. Let people like it because I think that's really cute. <laughs> um, when did you know? And for everybody, it's different. And I think we talked earlier about like, oh, falling in love is going to look like fireworks and explosions and their name gets written in the stars and all, all that wonderful stuff. But oh, my God. Do you... Like, do you remember what it looked like or, like, when the moment was when you're like, oh, my God, I think I love him? Oh, yeah. I literally recorded, like, myself that night. Um, and I, I think it was the, What? I don't know if I know this. Yeah. Um, it was... But the thing is, I didn't say, like, the word love because I was... Okay, let me let me rewind. Um, so backstory, yeah. So it was definitely so. Just to give you guys like a timeline for those who don't know, I think I've talked about it a few times. But um, Keaton and I started um, like connecting with each other May of twenty twenty, um, and then we went like on an official first date. I believe um, it might have been June. All we were doing for almost two months was just FaceTiming and texting all the time. And I already knew him previously because we met um, in middle school. We went on our first date end of June or even, I don't, I think it was literally like, it might've been mid-June. And we, even though we've known each other for years, like we had never hung out in person, like at all. And there were like a few, maybe like group events that we were at, at the same time mm-hmm. not hanging out together yeah. um and we would talk to each other in school but and you know text but we never hung out and that also just like because we've never had that experience that was like totally different for us but um we had like a cute date and obviously it was like kind of awkward at first because it was like oh like first time seeing each other and like I was so nervous and so scared and By the end of the night, we had just, like, such a good time together that I think we just both knew. And, um, like, he kissed me goodnight, and I went into the house and, like, went into my room. And I was just, like, such a happy girl. Like, I was so, 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 so happy. And I remember, like, setting up my phone because I... I knew he was going to FaceTime me that night when he got home because he was actually packing up to go to Michigan with his um, family. And he was going to be gone for, I think, like about a week or week and a half or something, which felt so long, by the way. And 
I remember recording in my room and I had like my LED lights on. It was like purple in my room. And I was just talking to my camera and I was like, I'm just so happy. Mm. He's so cute. And I had such a great time. And I just kept saying, I like him so, 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 so much. Like I just couldn't, I just, I just didn't want to say it yet, but I feel like I already knew in my head that I was in love with him and I loved him so much. I just recorded myself being in such a happy mood. And I, even though I didn't say it, I already knew how I felt towards him. And I, it was the same for him. Like he, he knew, but like, didn't say it to like himself or anything like that. And, um, I think it was just, I I just knew my feelings were like beyond of what I was telling Mm -hmm. myself. And I think I also felt weird saying it even just to myself because it was literally after our first date. Yeah. Um, it's scary. But when you know, you know, guys. Oh, cute. I relate a little bit. Like, I wouldn't say that it, like, that I knew, like, I was in love with him after the first date. But I definitely knew, like, mm-hmm. I was in trouble after the first date. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. either this is going to be really, really good or this is going to hurt like a bitch. Like, I knew either way, like, I I had it in for me. Like, it, something was coming. And, um, like, when Christian and I went on our first date, like, we didn't even know if it was a date. Like, we still talk about that. And we're like, we never said it was. It just, like, mm-hmm. kind of turned it's into like one. Yeah, it was like, hey, we, we went to the same high school. So it was like, hey, we haven't, like, really seen each other, like, at all since we graduated. Like, we didn't really hang out. Like, let's go get coffee sometime. It's like, okay, cool. Like, we're going to go get coffee. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea. In my head, I was like, I want this to be a date. I don't know. I dressed like it was going to be a date. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But we never fully said like, oh, let me take you out on a date or whatever. It's just like, let's go get coffee. And I was like, that could mean yeah, anything. Specified. Like, that could be an interview. Like, let's go get coffee. Like, what does that mean? And yeah. um, so we yeah. go there and we're just like talking about high school and like what we're doing for college and what you've done been up to since graduation and the whole thing. And like we were talking about like any like clarity we've gotten since high school, right? We're like, oh yeah, I should have stopped hanging out with that one person. Now they're doing this and da 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 da. And um I think mm-hmm. I remember telling him, I was like, yeah, I was like, I just, you know, like we never like really talked a ton, but I think like we definitely should have. Like, I just remember like I was sitting there. I was like, oh my gosh, like he's so gorgeous looking. And I just like kind of like was word vomiting at the time because I was like nervous talking to him. because like, oh my God, whatever, it's this kid. And I remember he like stopped me and like put his hand on my knee. And that was the first like physical interaction on this date right and it was after we'd already been hanging out for like 30 minutes he did very lightly put his hand on my knee very innocent and he just went what did you just say because I like tried to like breeze past it so fast the fact that I thought he was attractive and he like stopped Mm. me and made me repeat myself and then like very clearly (laughs) the the rest of it was like oh this is probably gonna end up being a date um and I remember like it's always like Mm. when you get home like you were saying and like you shut your bedroom door and you're just like oh my god and I literally remember like I shut my door and like leaned against the wall of my room and just like slid down the wall until I was like sitting you know what I mean I'm just like oh "Oh my my god God, what the hell just happened um he did kiss me goodnight like I think that was like a big part of it too but I don't know if that's like the moment that I knew that like I was in love with him. And I think so much that was just like 
I knew that we were both, like we just talked about it, like we were both about to leave the state to go to different colleges. Like we were going to different states. And I was like, I I don't know what this is going to be. But I think the moment that I knew that I like, and you're going to laugh at me and he's probably going to say it was different. But um, I think for me, like the moment, like I really knew that I was in love with this kid was when like I had already left for school. Like we agreed that like, hey, Mm -hmm. we're going to give this a try. Like we're going to see how long distance goes. And like if it doesn't work out, like we'll call it no hard feelings. Like we gave it our best shot. Um, No hard feelings. No no hard feelings. We we know what's coming. (laughs) Best luck to you, soldier kind of thing, you know. Um, But I remember like being in like our freshman dorm room and sitting there like super late at night, like texting him about my day, doing whatever. And, and he was just like, so reassuring. And so just like, I miss you and da, da, da. like doing the normal things that you should do probably. But I just sat there. And I think at that point, like I had already expected it to go wrong. Like I was already like, yeah, okay. Well, this is probably going to last like X so amount of sabotage. time. And then he's probably going to like get bored of me or like meet somebody else or whatever. Like I just had so much like eh, the universe isn't going to let me have this. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And too good I to remember, be true. It's too good to be true. Exactly. And just the fact that he was so reassuring and was so sure about me and just kept saying like, I know this is hard, but like, I don't want to settle for somebody else. Like it's you kind of thing. I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, I, I love this kid. And it wasn't until that I felt really confident about how he felt about me that I like, like you said, let myself like say it and feel it and like accept she it. You let know what I mean? the walls come down. Yeah. Yeah. I like definitely needed a lot of like effort and reassurance and just like proof I guess that like I wasn't making all this up in my head um and it wasn't until that I got that and it wasn't until like after like we you and I were already living together that I was like yeah no I love this kid like it's it's not even a joke anymore and like I remember he went with me to my aunt's wedding like he was my guest at her wedding oh yeah and we'd only been dating for three months and everybody all of my family was Mm -hmm. like who is this white boy? Like, what is going on? <laughs> like, they were, they were, so, who is this white boy? Like, they were so confused. Um, yeah. And I remember, like, I wasn't sure if Christian, like, should be in any of, like, the photos that they were taking of, like, family mm-hmm. and stuff. And he was so sweet about it. And he looked at me, he's like, I completely get it. Like, it's been three months. It's totally fine. So, like, he's not in those pictures and, like, shame on me. Like, he definitely should have been. But, um, yeah, it was just one of those things oh, where, like, dude I was such an anxious person still am but it was just one of those things where him and I were just always so realistic about the fact that like Mm -hmm. this isn't going to be easy but I still care about you enough to try to make this work and I don't want to settle for anybody else either so like we're just gonna fight like hell because this is who I want to be with and we're just we're just gonna make it work we're just gonna figure out how to how to do this even though we knew like there was a ton of obstacles to our relationship and now proud to say we did three years of long distance and now this year we're gonna hit five years together isn't that crazy five I know, years that's together insane. guys i was there the whole time she was <laughs> i actually think i had like come like back from my first date with him and i was like snapchatting you afterwards like you were very much like Broadway. around the whole time but yes i was there since day one guys since day one so i don't 
I don't even know if I know this, but like, so like, okay, so I, I don't know, like three months in, did you, did you guys already say I love you to each other? Like when did that yeah. happen? Yeah. I, I don't think you've told me like when you've said it. Cause especially cause you were, um, mm-hmm. at school, but I know you had like visited him mm-hmm. at his, um, college too. So I'm like, did it happen there? Did it happen over the phone? It was, it was really early. Like I will say that, like I, it might've been one of those things too, where like we had like kind of said it. Like, I think there's a really big difference in the, the bachelor does this really well too, where saying things like I'm falling in love with you. Everyone who watches bachelor knows saying I'm falling in love with you and I'm in love with you or I love you are different. And I know we had kind of like danced around it for a while, but he was very much the first person to, to say it. Like I was not going to say it unless he did. And Mm -hmm. I, it, I remember like, it wasn't even a moment that like got registered in my brain. It's like, oh my God, this is the first time he said he loved me just because it felt so like natural. And it felt like we had been saying it Mm -hmm. for, for a while, but like just not saying the exact words. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have like a, I have to tell you something. I think I love you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it it just yeah, felt yeah, yeah. like very natural. It just like naturally progressed into like, yes, I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. You already saw it happening. Yeah, exactly. And you guys already had the feelings for each other. So mm-hmm. it was gonna, one of you guys were going to say it at some point. So. Exactly. Did you or Keaton say it first? You. Wow. wow. She's brave. Mm-hmm. She's so brave. Wow. Guys, if I can do it, you can do it too. <laughs> I yeah I said it first because so like ours was really early on too literally like the day the day we made it official so we made it I think we made it official because we had said I love you to each other mm-hmm. and um he he was gonna like do something for me and then like ask me to be his girlfriend but I just wanted him to ask me I was like (laughs) I don't want any of the extra crap um but yeah I said it first because it just like I literally could not hold it in like I wanted to tell him so bad just because again it felt natural to say Mm -hmm. and we hadn't said it yet and I was like like everything like whatever sentence I was saying at the end, I just wanted to be like, I love you. Like, just like, I just wanted to say it so bad. Um, and we were only, I mean, at that point it was our anniversary, which is August 1st. So at that point it was, you know, starting August and, um, that would have marked like about three months in, so, um, but like I said, I already knew that I loved him before then. And I'm same thing with him, but I think he was, I feel like he was waiting for me to say it because he <laughs> might've been scared. Mm-hmm. Um, because both of us never had experienced something like this and neither of us until we got together, never had someone that we were genuinely like in love with and genuinely yeah. loved because we just we've never loved somebody. Um, I was like, okay, what if it's just like I'm head over heels and he's not Mm -hmm. like, what if I'm just so in love with him and I I love him and I want to be in a relationship with him. 
and to him this is just like we're just like passing by and mm. you know even though he says he really likes me like what if he's lying you know yeah and you know the the dark thoughts start creeping in but then i remember he was awake and we were just like hanging out and cuddling or whatever and then i was literally fighting with myself not to say it and i like said to him i was like i want to tell you something really really bad but like i just like i I can't like i can't i want to but i can't he was like just say it and he like already knew like what i was gonna say but he he wanted me to say it um and I was just like, no, like, I can't. And I was like, it's too soon. Like, it's too <laughs> early. Like, no, like, I literally can't. Like, I'm crazy. Um, and then I, I finally just said, I love you. And he said it back. And the rest is history. Mm. Oh, cute. Cute, cute, cute. I think you made, like, a really good point, though, when you were saying, like, you weren't sure if you were, like, head over heels and, like, you didn't really know, like, where he was at or you felt like maybe he wasn't taking it as seriously. I think that's a whole mm. other thing to think about, too. Like, when you tell somebody you love them for the first time, like, it doesn't even mean, like, and I, I've seen this happen a lot of times. We're just, like, like you said, someone is so committed, so sure, so head over heels. And the other person, it's not that they don't have feelings. It's not that they have bad intentions. It's not any of that stuff they're just not at that point yet like they're not as sure yeah they're not yet. in the same place yeah and they're just taking like longer for those feelings to develop and like it it hurts to see like when somebody's like i love you and then the person's like i enjoy you so much like i and it just like it hurts to oh, watch but at the same time yeah i would never want somebody to tell me like oh, I'm in love with you. And then like, not really be sure if they mean that when they say it, you know, like, yeah. And I think like, just like it, it's one of those things where you telling someone that you love them, you have to be willing to give that information so freely and with no expectation Mm -hmm. to get anything back. Like just because you feel that way, it does not mean the other person is obligated to meet you where you're at. I think the only obligation is that they receive that well and they treat you well when you say it. Um, Even if like all that they can say is like, thank you so much. Like I, like I, you know, whatever the the response is, I don't (laughs) know, (laughs) but like, I appreciate it. Thank you. But you know what I mean? Like just being considerate about it. Like, I think that's so much more genuine than saying it to say it to spare somebody's feelings yeah and the thing is it's like i've i've been that person to say it to just i don't i was like well frick maybe maybe i'm just like maybe i am in that spot with them but i don't know and like keaton and i have talked about it as well that we both like this is the first time we've said it to someone and meant it Mm. which sounds terrible but I mean, I've probably had like three people like before him tell me that they love me and they're in love with me. And I didn't feel the same way or my feelings just weren't as strong because, you know, situations. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I didn't know how to react. And I remember like the first time it was like my first boyfriend told me and I was like, whoa, 
I was like, I don't know. And then I, I like started to feel bad. And yeah. so I remember I, I said it, back. it was like through text when I said it, mm-hmm. but it was my first boyfriend. And when I said it back and texted him, I was like, I think, I literally said, I think, because I didn't know. Like mm-hmm. I, I just genuinely didn't know. And that's why I say, if you know, you know, like literally that saying really accurate because you will literally know if you love somebody you shouldn't have to convince yourself yes if you do you shouldn't yeah you shouldn't have to convince yourself you shouldn't have to think if you love them and try to be like okay I feel this way when they do this and that like I that should mean I love them it's like no like it's it's a stronger feeling that you you know that it's not just liking them and you know mm-hmm. like being around them um but yeah it was the first time like I've genuinely meant it like you guys just like took a chance on it was like f it we're doing this he was being more logical about it because it was like it would really hurt for the both of us because we never have felt that way about somebody and he I remember him telling me like when I see you in person like that means like it's real and it's happening and even though he tried to like prolong it, the reason why we even went on a date is because he said, F it, I want to see you so bad. We're meeting up on this day. We're going on a date. We're getting Korean barbecue. I'm taking you out. Let's go. Um, and so that happened. But yeah, I, I think it was more just like me being embarrassed of like making a fool out of myself and mm-hmm. having such strong feelings so early on. Yeah. And him, not like he's going to be like, ha ha, loser, you <laughs> love me. I don't love you. It's like not that. It's just, I I was just so scared because it's it's you know you have to be yeah. vulnerable. Stop yeah. laughing at me. It's just no. It's just funny. You're pointing. I'm sorry, guys. For those of you who are only listening to this, I'll, I'm gonna have to request that Kayla makes that like the episode <laughs> teaser because her just like eh, like I don't know. It was it was the funniest thing. I swear, I just got like a preview or like a flashback of to what like elementary school Kayla might have been like. Like oh, that was God. really cute. <laughs> anyway no I I think you're right and I think like like saying I love you is a very vulnerable thing and when you say it like mm-hmm. you have to be confident enough and and brave enough and courageous enough to say it and know that that person does not owe you anything back and and if it turns out wonderful and awesome great if it doesn't then like at least you were honest about your feelings you know yeah um And, like, I don't think you should ever regret telling somebody that you love them, like, even if they don't say it back, Um, just because it's it's a good thing to love people. That's why we're here on this earth, at least in my opinion, is to love others and treat them well, Um, Mm -hmm. whether that's your romantic partner or your friends or your family. So I don't think anybody should ever regret telling – I can't talk – regret telling someone that they love them. Um, even if it's too early or even if whatever, as long as like, it's genuinely how you feel. I think no matter what, the person will appreciate you sharing their feelings appropriately. Correct. Appropriately. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Keyword. Thank you for Um, coming to my TED Talk. Happy to be here, Kayla. Um, Is there anything that you feel like you are still like actively working on or trying to learn about relationships and love and or do you think that there's like anything that you've seen like other people like actively trying to to learn about I think for me um and I only will answer this because 
Keaton has told me this, but I, I think, which I agree with him, but I, I think it's because, um, like I'm so stubborn that I need to learn how to not be stubborn anymore. Mm. And in and what I mean by that is, um, like, especially when it comes to like arguments and i'm not saying crazy arguments it's like it literally could be the dumbest things mm-hmm. but sometimes i'm just like so stuck in my ways and i'm like like i'm right you're wrong and you know in, in a lot of cases i am right and he's wrong um but when when i'm in the one that has like way more of an attitude or i'm being a little bit more mean than i should um i just i i go silent and i don't say anything mm. and I need to learn how to like come forth and, you know, own up to my mistakes, but also not be so stubborn in my ways that I think it's the only way to go. Um, and even if they're in the wrong too, like if I'm more way more in the wrong, like I need to not be so stuck on the fact that they're they were wrong. wrong. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's definitely something for me that I will probably continue to learn for a long time because that is just the kind of person I am. We all have flaws and Jenna has definitely dealt with my stubbornness in life. Um, that's being my roommate for a long time. Um, so she's seen that side of me, but Jenna, what, what do you need to learn? Tell me. Um, no, definitely can vouch for Kayla's stubbornness. Any conversation we've had via text about the podcast or anything else that doesn't go exactly to plan will show you Kayla's stubbornness. So I have the receipts if you need them, but trust me, it's there. Um, I (laughs) think- We won't put that up, but thank you. (laughs) I think kind of where I'm at and what, um, I think both Christian and I are trying to learn just how to do better. Not saying we don't do it already, but to do it more, more freely and easily is to, and to give some context to this, Krish and I are both people who, when we care so much about some somebody else, whether that's like our friends, our family, each other, um, we give a lot of ourselves and like a lot of our like energy and time into making sure we're being helpful and providing for the other person, right? Like we always want to make sure that our other person is okay, that sometimes we get tunnel vision on like the mission is make sure they're okay, right? That we don't like pump the brakes to ask for what we need, whether that's like time away from each other or whether that's like, you know, I need to like go see this person or whatever it might be. Um, That him and I are just trying to more actively say, hey, I love you. I love you so much this is exactly what I need and like not feel like Mm -hmm. we need to get permission to do that. You know what I mean? And it doesn't come from like a, Oh, if I ask for this, he's going to get mad at me or, Oh, if he asks for something, I'm going to get mad at him. But it's just like, we will so selflessly always put ourselves behind someone else that we love, you know, like everyone else's needs are what we just naturally tend to focus on that. I think him and I are both kind of at a place Mm -hmm. where it's like, no, like I need you to tell me because I'm not always going to know that this isn't something that you need right now or that you need something else. Or, you know, if I'm needing quality time, but we can't do it right now because he needs time away because he's yeah. been dealing with stupid people at work all day. Yeah. Like we need to be able to communicate that our needs right here in this moment are different and then figure out how we can still serve each other, but still give ourselves what we need. 
So that's what we're trying to work on right now. Um, I think it's gone. It's gone pretty well. It's just like we have to be very okay. practical in conversation when we talk about it. And it starts yeah. with, mm-hmm. okay, I need, and like we can't, we're, we're really funny about it. Like I will just look and go, I need to not be here. Like it's not, it's not yeah. you. It's not anything else. I just need to not be right here, like in the house today. Like I can't do it. So it's like, but I don't want to leave you. You know what I mean? And so he goes, okay, well, Mm. I need time away from you anyway. Like, I need my own space today. He goes, okay, perfect. So I don't have to feel guilty because I'm not spending quality time with you, even though I love doing that. I can go and fulfill my needs to be somewhere else, and you can fulfill your need to have alone time here. And it's not like, it's not that we don't want to see each other. It's just that, like, we need space. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of what we're we're trying to work through and it's just like a matter of like making sure we're not like over giving like the concept of like pouring from like empty cups and it's not just with him and I it's also like with our family relationships and with our relationships with our friends like just making sure we know when to say like enough I'm out the cup is empty I need a break so that's kind of I think what we're both working on like for our our relationship team as a whole. Jenna and I are in really good relationships and really healthy relationships, but you know, like it, it takes work. Like you, mm-hmm. you have to put the effort in. You have to also be willing to change for the other person in the best way possible. Um, and you shouldn't expect your relationship to be perfect, but also it should be living up to the standards that you want for yourself. Yeah. And it, if that person is constantly not giving and you have to keep requesting, then that's the point where you ask yourself, is it worth it for me to stay with this person? Mm -hmm. And just because someone promises change, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. And you, even though you can see that person's potential, it's like, it really is. What, what am I seeing? What actions are they taking? Um, And, you know, that's not to say that things don't take time because it does, but you should genuinely be, be happy. Even if you're in a rough, rough spot, you should be able to look at your partner and they should be able to look at you and be like, I still appreciate you. I still love you so, so, so much. I respect the kind of person you are. Um, and I, I want to, I want to do this. I want to work towards our goals and put the effort in. No, I think that's really well said. Um, I watched a a TED talk a while ago and I don't remember what it was called or even who the chick was who was speaking, but the one takeaway that I got from their their little sermon, if you will, was that they basically <laughs> they basically said like you have to be able to look at this person, whether it's your friend, your family, your partner, whoever it is you're trying to just develop relationship with, and you have to be able to look at them with everything that they're doing with, you know, all of their flaws and all the things that annoy you and still be able to say, I'm still going to love you. And my love for you is not going to decrease if you never change, because like you said, you can't force somebody to change. You can't push somebody to change, to be somebody else. Like just because you ask for it doesn't mean that they're even capable of growing in that way. And if you can't look at your partner and say, even if nothing ever changes, I'm still going to love you the same, no matter what, that might be an indication that like either you're growing resentment or that there's like a deeper issue at hand. And 
it, mm-hmm. and it can be anything as little as like, oh my gosh, they always leave the cabinet doors open. Oh, close the cabinet doors. But it's like, if you're still 65 mm-hmm. and man's is still leaving the cabinet doors open, like, are you going to be okay with that? Like, you got to make sure that like you, yeah. you love them for things that, you know, make up for little Pick flaws like that. Pick and choose your battles, guys. Exactly. Pick and choose. So... I think that's one thing, like you said, you can ask somebody to change, you can encourage them to change, you can try to make everybody change, but the reality of the situation is, is if you can't love them continuously for just where they're at and who they are right now, and like you're not going to be able to keep doing that unless they change, like you might need to have a deeper conversation about that relationship. So with that being said, guys, happy Valentine's Day. I hope those who are single that you're still having a grand old time um i'm pretty sure i have to work on valentine's day so um i'll be same, at home actually same <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but shameless plug as always our tiktok and instagram is two broads t-o-o-b-r-o-a-d-s make sure you guys give us a follow also if you're listening on spotify or i guess apple Podcasts, if you subscribe to this podcast that way you know when we post a new one um and we are trying to post a lot more on our tiktok and um be relevant on instagram again so definitely give us a like when you see our stuff um and jenna anything else to add we love you happy valentine's day we love Mwah. Mwah, kisses, kisses. And with that, you guys know it all too well, probably. But good night, good morning, good afternoon, wherever the heck in the world you are. We will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Ah, that's so cute. It's because of Valentine's Day. Aww.